Hello, today is Friday, November 3rd, 2023, and welcome to episode 271 of Fault Lines, the National Security Institute's podcast that gets you quickly up to speed three times a week on the national security and foreign policy debates shaking up America. I'm NSI's founder and executive director, Jamil Jaffer. I'm joined today by NSI's deputy executive director, Jessica Jones, and NSI senior fellows, Lester Munson and Morgan Vigna. So today we are talking about nuclear arms control. The Russian Federation, in the form of Vladimir Putin, its president, has officially left the Comprehensive Test Ban Treaty. This is a nuclear agreement signed and ratified by a number of nations, not by the United States, importantly, um, uh, signed but not ratified by the United States, um, which uh, prohibits the uh, any type of nuclear explosion. And so the Russians have now opted out of it, uh, suggesting they may be testing a nuclear device sometime in the near future. Uh, they have recently simulated a nuclear test um, in the conflict with Ukraine. So there are a lot of goings on on that front. And there are new media reports suggesting the United States is considering negotiating with China over its over our joint nuclear arsenals. The United States, of course, has about 5,000, roughly 5,200 nuclear warheads. The Russians have 6,000 for their part. And the Chinese only have a few hundred, about 300 nuclear weapons. But they, they have announced plans. Uh, in the near future to triple that to roughly 1,200 to 1,500 nuclear weapons. So what are we to make of all these nuclear goings-on, Russian potential tests of nuclear weapons, uh, them dropping out of the CTBT, the U.S., by the way, uh, withdrew from the ABM Treaty uh, many years ago, the Anti-Ballistic Missile Treaty, and more recently withdrew from the Intermediate Nuclear Forces Treaty, uh, which, the, which, they, it, which the U.S. claimed and has evidence that the Russians repeatedly violated. What do we make of all this? Lester, what do you think? I dislike your false equivalence, Mr. Jaffer, and shame Which, on you for for putting this issue in that context. What, what okay, false equivalence, Les? What are you talking about? Comparing Russia pulling out of the CTBT to the U.S. pulling out of the INF and other agreements, these are completely separate issues. Russia never complies with the uh, international agreements that it does, in fact, agree to and ratify. So them pulling out, and I'm using air quotes uh, for those of you not watching YouTube, uh, pulling out of an agreement that, by the way, was never uh, legally in force uh, and the U.S. never ratified, as you point out. But it's not really a super meaningful event in and of itself. Well, to be fair, okay, the Russians, you're right. The Russians violate all sorts of treaty rules, right? But they didn't violate this one, right? Since they signed the CTBT and ratified it, they haven't tested a nuclear device. So at least this is one, at least as far as we know, they're in compliance with, right? No? Uh, first of all, it's not in force. I don't know how you are in compliance with something that is not in force. You're the lawyer. <laughs> I'll let you explain it to me. Um, I think the reality is when it comes to recovery. nuclear testing. Yeah, recovery. Uh, the reality is when it comes to nuclear testing, everyone is horrified by it. No one wants to see it. It would be wildly unpopular for Russia to start doing nuclear tests. Same for the United States. The real constraint on behavior is the reaction of the rest of the world. Note that North Korea does do nuclear tests and is a pariah for it. I don't think Russia is about to begin doing actual nuclear tests. So this is a lot of angels dancing on the head of a pin. And I do worry that the folks who are very much in favor of arms control agreements in our country, God bless them, sometimes there's utility there, are going to totally overreact to the story and attempt to change U.S. policy in reaction to it, which I think is what Putin was trying to do anyway. Morgan, what do you think? Well, I think Munson is running on all cylinders this morning. A lot of coffee. Thank you, Morgan. A lot of coffee. Thank you. Look, I, I don't think it's much of a surprise that, uh, that Putin you know, pulled out of CTBT. He's been signaling that he's going to do this since the war in Ukraine started. Um, Putin has basically said that this move puts uh, Russia on equal footing, so to speak, with other Western powers, whatever that means. 
Um, and look, he simulated a nuclear strike last month. I, I don't think he's a surprise. I think multilateralist people who believe in, you know, non-proliferation <laughs> treaties are going to be... That's Tell us how you really think about that, Morgan. Right? <laughs> Uh, look, I mean, I think multilateralists are going to be, you know, infuriated by this and 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 sort of in a, in a rush to to figure out, you know, how the world is going to to continue to function now that Russia pulled out CTBT. But ultimately, I don't really think that this is frankly much of a big deal. I think this is Putin really trying to maintain his relevancy, um, particularly when Ukraine um, is starting to dip in the press and he's no longer um, the the star of the show. I like how Morgan, the former chief of staff to the U.S. ambassador to the U.N., is accusing other people of being multilateralists, right? This is a, this is a rich a rich moment. Um, Jess, so, you know, Les makes the point that none of this really matters. It's all about popularity, and it would be very unpopular if the Russians were to test a nuclear weapon. It's also very unpopular if they invaded another country, Ukraine. So I don't think they're really into the popularity contest thing. What do you, what do you make of all this? I mean, I, I agree with Morgan and Les. This is a symbolic move. It doesn't really change anything. I mean, Putin's been keeping, you know, the threat, the nuclear threat, you know, since even before the invasion began and every so often repeats it, raises it so that it's always on, you know, the, the folks, you know, on everyone's mind. And, you know, the timing of it all, we see, you know, Zelensky in Ukraine going on a world war, a world tour to shore up support. We see, and it's not, I love Les's point that it's always not about the U.S. lens, but, you know, we can't ignore the fact that here in the U.S. we see, you know, poll came out this week, waning support for Ukraine. We have a new speaker of the mm-hmm. house that's trying to decouple you know, support for Ukraine and Israel. So you can't help but think about that as we enter into the winter months. You have got, you know, the most senior Ukrainian military official saying we're you know, coming out and saying we're reaching a stalemate, you know, the first, the most high level person to admit to that. And so the timing of it all, I, I don't know if it coincides, if, if it's meant to, but I mean, you can't help but, but to see the, the connections there. Well, just what about this whole China move, though, right? I mean, we've seen the Biden administration be tough on China, impose all sorts of uh, restrictions on exports and the like. And then they send Anthony Blinken over there to visit. They send Gina Raimondo. Apparently, President Xi and President Biden are going to meet at some oh. point in the near future. And now we're talking about negotiating nuclear deals with a with a with a with a country that has barely any nuclear weapons. What's going on there? Is that likely to happen? What do you make of that, Jess? I mean, it seems like the news press like there's going to be talks. That doesn't mean there's no expectation that anything is going to come of it. There's no, you know, we're not entering into formal, you know, formal treaty with China anytime soon when it comes to non-proliferation. I think they're trying to find some areas, get into the press, some good stories before Xi and Biden potentially meet at APEC. Less and less. Uh, Morgan, any thoughts on the uh, China play? I think it's way. I, I think Jones makes some good points. Uh, it's way early. Uh, the administration. Let's be clear. Uh, President Biden is up for re-election in a year. He wants to make it look like he's a statesman and that he can achieve things on the global stage. Starting arms control talks with China is a very plausible thing to yeah. do. But let's look at it uh, closely. Let's examine the details. Let's see if the Chinese are actually serious about this. I suspect they are not. And it's much like the talks that we have with them on climate change, where they're just uh, dangling like a, a false uh, opportunity in front of us. And, and we tend to lurch at it every time. So I'm very skeptical, but it's it can't hurt to have the discussions. Yeah, it's, an, it's an interesting point. I mean, given Biden's biggest foreign policy win uh, this entire uh administration has been his disastrous withdrawal from Afghanistan. There was that almost peace deal that blew up completely when Hamas conducted the, the horrific terrorist attacks of 10-7. Uh, Morgan, any last thoughts? No, I think, look, I mean, when it comes to, to China and uh, adding that to, to the agenda for this meeting, I think they're looking to, to fill space. Um, I don't really take this too seriously, and uh, I don't expect much to come of it. 
but um, they're welcome to have the talks if they're going to have talks for talk's sake. Well, there you go. You've heard it here first. Nothing happened on the China nuclear front. That's a wrap. Thanks so much to Devlin Burney, Claude Jennings, and the NSI staff for help in producing today's episode. Join us again on Monday, November 6th, for another episode of Fault Lines, the National Security Institute's podcast that gets you smart fast on the national security and foreign policy debates shaking up America. Fault Lines is now on YouTube, so check out the channel. You can see Morgan, Les, Jess, and all of us online on YouTube. Check out our channel for a video of today's episode. If you like what you hear or see on YouTube, be sure to rate, review, and subscribe. We really appreciate when you do that, so make sure to hit that subscribe button right now. Throw some comments in. Get in the game. Have a great weekend.